Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news, including why Madonna is being sued, why jurors were shown new pictures of disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein, and why actor Robert Patterson, according to a math equation, why he's the most handsome man in the world. So let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the views and celeb news, I let see. That's entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto town stages. Gotta make a change. That's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The business is nice. The jazz is the better cruise. There is no karma. Win cause you play the lose. listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way we'll send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656. Six five six and press the number one. Also like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen, and you can also follow me on Instagram at t jones gibbs. That's t j o n e s g i b b s. Right now the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy forty three degrees. So how is everyone doing? It's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. Oh, before we get started, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning Super Bowl 54. You know, everybody is uh, talking about not just the game, but that halftime performance. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, Shakira and J-Lo, they did a fabulous job. But, you know, without, you know, once when there's a big event, there's, there's just – uh, you know, everybody's happy and excited and, and just throwing out positive feedback. But, you know, without – with some positivity comes some negativity. Uh, some people uh, didn't like the halftime show because the way uh, – especially the way J-Lo was dressed because they were saying that the halftime show, the uh, f- football game is supposed to be a family entertainment, and there was just a little too much – exposed skin and uh, her uh, swinging on the pole. There was a couple of negative feedback about that. Also, Jay-Z and Beyonce uh, was there at the Super Bowl, and um, they had some, they were hit with some negative, uh, 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 I guess you could say they had some negative feedback as well because according to the, when they, when the, Debbie Lovato was singing the national uh, anthem. Jay-Z and Beyonce were sitting down. And a lot of people thought, oh, wow, uh, here Jay-Z being a hypocrite because he was, you know, they were saying that Jay-Z said a couple months ago since he took over the entertainment part of the NFL that uh, about Colin Kaepernick that we should be no more uh, – players or you know taking the knee because we should go past that well he met with some criticism because he and Beyonce was sitting down but according to Jay-Z and Beyonce they did not intend to make a political statement by sitting down uh, for the national anthem at the Super Bowl 54 game the rapper did broke break his silence after again the couple faced some backlash for remaining seated during Demi Lovato's performance 
And uh, the hip hop mogul was at a Columbia Univ. He was at Columbia University on Tuesday, and he was asked by a Columbia University professor if his move at the football event was to convey a signal, aka a protest towards the NFL. And he just quickly replied that it wasn't. He says, "Sorry, as seen in the video obtained by." TMZ. He then explained that he and his wife Beyonce would just simply immerse in Demi's for performance. And Jay said that Beyonce told him that she was thinking what the uh, songstress must have been going through when she was referring to Demi Lovato when in uh, seconds before she started the anthem because Beyonce has performed at the Super Bowl before and Jay Z haven't. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce uh, were heavily criticized after they and, uh, again, Blue Ivy was remained seated. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, who started the kneeling protest, appeared to shade Jay-Z, too. Uh, the former NFL star shared a screenshot of the Instagram user post that implied that the rapper was being hypocritical, hypocritical with his movie at the, move at the Super Bowl, and he thought... Uh, again, the whole passing of the knee thing. So that's what Colin put. Uh, quote, I thought we were past kneeling, though. Uh, in 2019, Jay-Z signed a partnership with the NFL, and under the deal, he's tapped as the NFL new live music entertainment strategist. He will consult for the NFL on entertainment and co-produce the Super Bowl halftime show while contributing to the League's Inspired Change initiative. And he also said that he he was working, you know, he was working the room, making sure everything was going right. So he he said that he didn't even realize what was going on until, you know, they said something. So, But, uh, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show is what everybody is really talking about. Uh, it was all about Latin culture. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, they joined forces to live, deliver this high-energy medley of their hits from the decades-long careers at the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, this year it was at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens in Florida. And kicking off the set with Shakira, who belted out one of her classics, She Wolf, before launching into portions of Empire, Whenever, 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 and Hips Don't Lie, among the other hits. She even surprised viewers by delivering Cardi B, I Like It, while bringing out Bad Bunny onto the stage. And naturally, her set would not be complete without some belly dancing and crowd surfing. Uh, J-Lo, she followed suit by performing a pole dancing, like I mentioned earlier, and by, uh, you know, giving the audience and viewers at home with a medley of some of her best hits, include Jenny from the Block, Get Right, and On the Floor. And besides J Balvin, her daughter Emmy joined her on the stage, and she led as a vocalist in a choir a chorus of children performing a slowdown of Let's Get Loud. The two Latin superstars ended their nearly 15 minutes performing by performing together, with Shakira delivering a portion of her, of her other hit, Waka Waka. Now, Shakira and J-Lo, they earned high praises from people. Lady Gaga took Twitter to call the set incredible. What a halftime show. She said she danced and smiled the whole time. Such powerful, sexy women on camera and off. Love you, beautiful, sexy, talented women. Pink wrote, yes, halftime was joy. Yes, Shakira, J-Lo, everything, that's yes. And Kim Kardashian also weighed in. She said, uh, quote, they really shut it down. She said, congrats on the amazing Super Bowl halftime show. As for J-Lo fiancé, Alex Rodriguez, he he was filmed um, just jumping around the field, uh, the field while singing along to the On the Floor hit. And Cardi B also updated her Instagram story with a video of her jamming along to Get Right. Also, uh, this weekend coming up is the Oscars. That's right. And the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has caused a little commotion less than a week before the highly anticipated 2020 Academy Awards. And on Tuesday, yesterday, the Academy official Twitter account seemingly posted its own predictions 
of the Oscar winners. The Academy quickly deleted the tweet, but not before people took a screenshot of it and reposted it online. And according to the photo, the Oscars are predicted to go to Parasite for Best Picture, Sam Mendes for Best Director for his film 1917, Parasite for Best Original Screenplay, and Jojo Rabbit for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Now, in the acting category, the prediction tweeted select Joker, star um, uh, Yoquan Phoenix for Best Actor, Judy starring Renee Zellwinger for Best Actress, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood star Brad Pitt for Best Supporting Actor, and Marriage Story uh, star Lauren Dern for Best Supporting Actress. Now, this tweet baffled many people with one wondering if the Academy will say something about this. Uh, since they tweeted out these Oscar predictions. Now, some people went on Twitter and they joked saying that the Academy Twitter intern releasing these Oscar prediction lists. Uh, someone else chimed in and said that the Academy deleted the Oscar prediction tweet, which is somehow funnier than them tweeting it in the first place. Now, the Academy later explained in another tweet that the prediction was not made by the Academy itself, but by a fan. And this is what they said. They said, we invited fans on Twitter to make and share your Oscar predictions. A ton of you already have. A brief issue on Twitter made some of yours look like they came from our account. They didn't. This error is now resolved. And we'll, we will reveal our picks on Sunday, unquote. The 92nd Annual Academy Award will be held on Sunday, February 9th at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California for the second year in a row. The ceremony will go hostless. Madonna is in the center of a new class action lawsuit over her tardy concert. Andrew Painos and Antonio Velata claimed that the pop superstar kept them waiting up to three hours before taking the stage at the Brooklyn Academy of Music show right here in Brooklyn, New York last year, and the late concert left them stranded in the city. Both men alleged they missed their scheduled trains or other rides home because the pop star concert didn't end until 1 a.m., and this messed up their work and school plans for the day after the gig. Now, they are suing for breach of contract, loss of value, false advertisement, and negligent misrepresentation, and asking for damage and legal fees. And this is according to TMZ. The new lawsuit comes two months after a similar one was filed in Florida by more angry Madonna fans. The singer ongoing Madam X Tour had been plagued by concert cancellations and unannounced late shows, all of which the Material Girl singer had has apologized for. Now, remember, as long as I've been doing this show and I've been telling you that I don't know what is it is about these concerts where, you know, the least that these artists can do is show on time because a lot of people pay a lot of money to see these artists perform they pay a lot of money to see these shows and the least they could do is show up on time it's like they just don't have no care of other people's time um remember i was mentioning um the other uh, justin bieber was late for his concert at one time Nicki minaj was late uh uh, uh, There were some other artists that were late as well But see, people pay good money These tickets are expensive They hope, you know, you get there early So you can make sure you get your seats You get your snacks, you get your drinks Just to be standing there Three, four hours later Into the night with no show No performance The the concert still haven't started So you know, you you can't blame these people for getting mad and standing up and, and suing these artists because that's the least they could do is show up and start your show on time. Uh, jurors in the sexual assault trial against Harvey Weinstein was shown naked pictures of the movie mogul on Tuesday, February 4th, to corroborate uh, excusers' description of his deformed genitals. Towards the end of the day, after the jurors had heard testimonies from Jessica Mann and Emanuela Posticini, both of whom alleged the disgraced producer pressured them into having a threesome with him, the panel was shown five new pictures of the 67-year-old. Now, despite the fact that Weinstein Lloyd has strenuously argued against the jurors being shown the images, they were entered into evidence on Tuesday following man's description of his odd-looking genitalia. 
Now, when they were shown the images, the New York Post Gossam column, page 6, reported that one of the female jurors at the Manhattan Supreme Court made a slight face, while another woman on the panel raised her eyebrow and a male juror opened his eyes widely. The images were among 72 shots taken on June 18, 2018, by Manhattan District Attorney Photographer Yoka Madaman. As part of the DA's investigation into the criminal case against Weinstein, who was asked if they fairly accurately represented how the defendant looked, he answered yes. As he left the court after the day proceeding, Weinstein was asked by a reporter whether the picture was, were of him naked. And then Harvey Weinstein replied laughing, no, it was Playboy. Weinstein has pleaded not guilty to five felony counts of rape and sexual assault relating to encounters with man and production assistant Mimi Halie in 2013 and 2006. The producer who maintained all sexual acts were consensual, facing life behind bars if convicted. The trial still continues. Yeah, they, they the jurors were actually shown these images, even though the um, the court was totally against it. And they said that a man, the woman that's accusing Weinstein, she said that it looked like he had like extreme scarring, you know, like 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 a what a burn victim would have. She said he doesn't have any testicles, and it appeared like he had a vagina. That was her description. So when they showed it to the jurors, of course they were like eyes bugging out and, uh, you know, turning up their face in disgust. It was a sight to behold. But um, against the, the courthouse wishes, they still showed it as evidence. Right now, we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you like the show. Click onto the uh, the page and... Um, It'll send you a reminder when I broadcast live. And if you can't hear the show in its entirely, you can always go back to the archives. We post the show uh, on our Facebook page, our Twitter, and uh, also um, you can also catch the show. Um, I guess you can also go to Stitcher.com as well because our show is on there as well. Rihanna will be recognized for her special achievement and distinguished public service. On Tuesday, February 4th, the We Found Love hitmaker was unveiled to be this year's recipient of the prestigious President Award, and it will be presented with the honors at the 51st Annual NAACP Image Award in Pasadena, California. The umbrella hitmaker was born Robin Rihanna Fenty and has made her name in the music by having 14 number one singles, winning nine Grammys, and becoming one of the best-selling musicians in the world. In the industry of fashion, she had made her mark with her global beauty brand, Fenty Beauty, lingerie brand, Savage and Fenty, and luxury fashion line, Fenty. As a philanthropist, Rihanna founded the Clara Lionel Foundation in 2012, a tribute for her grandparents, Clara and Lionel Brathwaite, uh, her organization aims to improve the quality of life and promote global advocacy for young people around the world, as well as to aid underserved uh, communities through health care and education. This President Award honor placed Rihanna alongside past recipients, which include Jay-Z, Lauren Hill, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, Jesse Jackson, Soledad O'Brien, and Muhammad Ali. The Image Awards itself will be aired live on BET Networks on February 22nd. And Selena Gomez has spread her wings, speaking of beauty, to, she's getting ready to spread her wings to the beauty industry. Just a few weeks after her brand-new album, Rare, topped the Billboard 200 charts, the Lose You to Love Me singer brought up an excitement announcement about the launching of her own cosmetic line called Rare Beauty. During an Instagram live chat with her fans on Tuesday, February 4th, the 27-year-old shared that this is something she started working on two years ago. She said, quote, I found the right partners and the right team, and it's important to me because I want to make a brand where you feel comfortable, unquote. On the same day, Selena treated fans to behind-the-scenes footage of the brand planning process. Rare beauty will be found at Sephora. 
and scientists have recognized Robert Patterson as the most handsome man in the world, scoring a 92.15% on the golden ratio of beauty pie. The actor, famous for his portrayal of Edward Cullens in the Twilight film series, had beaten uh, Henry Cavill, Bradley Cooper, and Brad Pitt, among others, for the title. Now, Harley Street facial cosmetic surgeon, Dr. Julian Del Silva, he uncovered his list. He compiled using the latest computerized mapping techniques. And on the selection of the 33-year-old actor, he said that Robert Patterson was the clear winner when all the elements of his face was measured for physical perfection. In the announcement, Del Silva explained that the golden ratio was a mathematical equation devised by the Greeks in an attempt to measure beauty. And after measuring all elements of Patterson's face, Del Silva claimed that the Batman star was in the top five for nearly all the categories because he has such classical-shaped features and a wonderful chiseled jaw. Following close behind Patterson in the list was Cavill, who scored 91.64. Cooper and Pitt, in the meantime, placed third and fourth with a score of 91.08 and 90.51, respectively. And rounding up the top five was up-in-the-air star George Clooney. Other stars making it into the list um, included the greatest showman star, Hugh Jackman, uh, former pro soccer star David Beckham, Luther actor Idris Elba, rapper Kanye West, and the notebook, Heartthrob Ryan Gosling. Uh, Nicki Minaj has been left uh, red faced by a backlash against a new track referencing civil rights icon Rosa Parks. Nicki had teased a snippet of her new song, Yikes, including in the line, All You Bitches, Rosa Parks, uh uh, get your ass up. Now, she, she put this. Uh, snippet of her song out on Monday The day before What would have been Rosa Parks Birthday Now this is the full line This is what she said She said woke up the price of coke up I just hit them with the low cut They call my folks up She continued She said this is a Mack truck not a black truck When we move till them back up Click the clack And then that's when she put all your bitches Rosa Parks up get your ass up so everybody was, they everybody was like had their mouths drop and and they just couldn't believe it, and it it prompted a backlash on Twitter. But however, many accusing the Anaconda hitmaker of disrespecting the African American icon. Now sources connected to the rapper tell TMZ dot com that Nikki aware of the backlash, but that she meant no disrespect to the civil rights activist who passed away in two thousand five, and that the timing of his debut was an unlucky coincidence, as she was merely trying to give fans a taste of her new music. Now Twitter users have expressed anger. However, uh, one wrote, "Quote: Nicki Minaj needs to leave Rosa Parks alone." And others pointing out that the civil rights figure famously did not get up, but in fact stayed seated when asked to relinquish her seat to a white pastor in Montgomery, Alabama, in 1954, sparking the Montgomery bus boycott protest. Rosa Parks would have been 107 years old if she was still living to see her birthday. And actually, her birthday was yesterday. Um, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has caused um, a, a little commotion. Um, they said that the, um, the less than a week before the highly anticipated war show, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I just did this story. I'm sorry. The, uh, I was telling you, if you just t- are tuning in, how they, uh, the Academy Awards had put their uh, prediction on, they, it's on Twitter, where they kind of tweeted their predictions of who's going to win. But it was for the fans, or it was according to a fan, this is what they predicted, this is what the fans are predicting, and that it was not by the Academy. You have to watch and tune in on Sunday. So it was, they deleted everything because it was just people just having fun predicting who they think will win on Sunday night. 
And uh, Spike Lee is heading to Broadway to direct the film version of David's Burn American Utopia stage show. The musical production featured the rocker performing songs from his 2018 album of the same name alongside a number of fellow artists, while it also includes tracks from his talking head days and his solo career. Now, American Utopia has become a hit on Broadway since its launch in October of 2019, and now the Black Skyman Filmmaker League will capture the show on camera for a special release by officials at the film company participants later this year. And this is according to Deadline. Now, the news comes as uh, Burns entered the final two weeks of American Utopia run at the Hudson Theater, where the production, which has central themes, including civic, uh, civic engagement and democracy, and it will be housed until February 16th. And speaking of coming to the big screen, I think everybody's excited about this. Lin-Manuel Miranda is taking his hit Broadway musical, Hamilton, to the big screen. The creator and former star of the historical hip-hop production has revealed a film version of Hamilton featuring the original Tony Award-winning cast during a June 2016 show has been optioned by Disney's bosses and will be released in theaters in October of 2021. Now, in addition to Miranda, who portrayed lead character Alexander Hamilton, the film version of Hamilton features a cast that includes uh, David Diggs, Leslie Odom Jr., Jr., John Zengroff, and Philippa Sue. Now, it's not the only Miranda musical to get the movie treatment. The star has been working on recreating his In the Heights production as a new film, which is due to open in theaters this summer. And uh, Adam Sandler has extended his Netflix contract to create four more films for the streaming service. The news followed the incredible success of his comedy Murder Mystery, co-starring Jennifer Aniston, with bosses at the streaming site revealing the crime caper was the most popular title of 2019. Now, subscribers have spent two million—I uh, guess you could say two billion hours—watching Sandler's film on the platform since 2015, when he released Western Spoo, The Ridiculous Six, his debut production for the streaming platform. His Netflix production also includes the do-over, Sandy Wexler, The Week Off, and his first stand-up comedy special in 22 years. Sandler is currently receiving buzz during the year's award season for his starring role in the uh, Seth D's Brothers critical acclaimed drama Uncut Gems and picked up the Best Actor Prize from the National Board of Review for his work in the movie. The comedy veteran is also working on an animated picture that he will write, star, and produce. Uh, right now we have here uh, 27 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a, another edition of That's Entertainment. Coming up in the next half hour, we're going to be talking about um, Cynthia Revo. Apparently, uh, she's, she's not looking too much forward to the Oscars this year because she feels sad because she's been o- she's the only woman of color that was nominated this year, and I'll tell you what she said. Also, uh, producers of the new movie, uh, Willy Wonka, are considering a female actress in the role. I'll tell you more about it. And there's going to be some TV cancellations. Ray Donovan is done. Their seventh season finale is their last. And the uh, ice skating drama, um, I guess it's called Spinning Out, has been asked by Netflix bosses. And Dog the Bounty Hunter TV show, Dog's Most Wanted, has also been canceled. Also, uh, Owen Wilson is heading to star in the Disney upcoming Loki series. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Right now we got 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Dua Lipa and Future Nostalgia. Uh, before we went to the break, I was telling you about the. Uh, there's been some. Uh, Cancellation of a couple of shows um, And also um, Cynthia Revo, She uh, has admitted about Being the only woman of color nominated At the 2020 Oscars And she says it has been a real eye Opener The 33 year old is the only non-white star To receive a nomination in the acting categories At the award show And she is up for best actress and best Original song for Harriet in which she Portrayed fame uh, Abolitionist and political activist Harriet Tubman Now speaking to the Hollywood Reporter The star confessed the nods are a moment for celebration But also reflect on the wider implication Of the lack of diversity in the short list And this is what she said She said it can't just be me alone There's just such good work going on And this may sound uh, fatalistic But I would hate for people work to have gone by and then for us to have looked back and go, oh, I wish we wouldn't, I wish we wouldn't give in roses when people aren't there to actually receive them. I don't want us to do that. She also added, quote, to be in a room and not being able to see other actors of color who are dominated, to not be able to share that with another black actress is saddening. I would love to share this moment with someone else, unquote. Arivo recently vowed a fight for change in the way 
they, the entertainment industry, castings change the way they line up producers and directors and writers and adding that diverse voices reflect the world that we live in while reflecting on the issue during a television critics association panel for a new HBO show, The Outsiders. The Academy Awards take place on February 9, 2020. And producers of the new movie centered on uh, Ron, uh, I think uh, Ronald Dow of his of his beloved character Willy Wonka. They are reportedly considering casting a female actress in the role of the eccentric chocolatier. Warner Brothers acquired the rights to the character from the Doll Estate in 2016 and are in the process of putting together a production team for a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory prequel, which is to be set before the construction of the iconic Chocolate Factory. Now, Paddington uh, director Paul King has signed on to direct the film, which is being produced by Harry Potter producer David Heyman with a script by Simon Rich and a source told Britain's The Sun newspaper a female lead is being considered. Now, producer David uh, Heyman had previously said that the film would not be a straight remake, telling Slash Film, quote, they already done two films quite different, but it's possibly an origin story, unquote. The late Gene Wilder was the first to play Wonka on screen opposite child actor Peter Ostrom as Charlie Bucket in the 1971 musical Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. uh, Johnny Depp later took on the role for the 2005 version under the direction of filmmaker Tim Burton. Brad Pitt was previously linked to the role for the upcoming prequel. And TV series Ray Donovan is done. The recent seven-season finale was the popular drama's last episode. Uh, Lev Schreiber's uh, show will not be returning for a planned eighth season, with network bosses at Showtime confirming the series had concluded its run. Now, Showtime co-president of entertainment Gary Levine hinted the drama was nearing the end during a Television Critic Association event last month. Season 7 ended on January 19, 2020. And uh, Kaya uh, Scodelario and January Jones' uh, ice skating drama has been axed by Netflix bosses. Kaya replaced Emma Roberts in Spinning Out, which revolves around an ambitious skater who is forced to team up with a bad boy when an injury ends her solo ice dance dreams. The series launched on the streaming site at the beginning of the year but failed to score high marks in the ratings. Spinning Out was created by Samantha Stratton, a former competitive figure skater. And Dog the Bounty Hunter TV show Dogs Most Wanted has been canceled after just one season. The show aired on WGN America from September to November in 2019 and chronicled uh, Dwayne Chapman and his wife, Beth Chapman, during her final days before her death last year. But a source told Britain's The Sun newspaper that the program wouldn't be returning for a second outing, claiming that WGN called Dog last week to tell him that the show was canceled. The couple married in 2006 after nearly a decade together. She and Dwayne share three children, while the 66-year-old has a total of 12 kids from four marriages. And The Masked Singer returned with a bang on Sunday night, premiering its season three. The Fox competition show aired after the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers during Super Bowl 54, featuring six of the 18 new singers taking the stage in costumes for the first time. The singers were Kangaroo, White Tiger, Llama, Miss Monster, Robot, and Turtle. They were all included in Group A as this season's uh, the 18th, uh, mass celebrity singers will be divided into three groups of six. The first to perform was White Tiger singing Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. Meanwhile, the llama hit the stage with a strap-on booty as she sang She Bang by Ricky Martin after Turtle sang Seal's Kiss from a Rose. And later that night, Miss Monster reunited on stage with Season 1's Monster as they sang Bonnie Raitt's Something to Talk About. Now, robot fo- the robot followed it up singing Are You Gonna Go My Way by Lenny Kravitz, concluding the night, Kangaroo, who offered an emotional performance of Robin's Dance 
dancing on my own. Now, at the end, the robot was eliminated and was forced to unmask himself. The judges, Ken John, Jenny McCarthy, Nicole Scherzinger, and Robin Thicke, guests Sean White, Johnny Knoxville, and Steve O, Flavor Flav, and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Names were also thrown in the mix, but Lil Wayne had just released his new album, Funeral. And Owen Wilson is heading to TV to star in Disney's upcoming Loki series. Tom Hiddleston will reprise his Tyler character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the Disney Plus show, and now the Wedding Crasher actor has reportedly been added to the cast. Details about his role have not been released, but Wilson is already a member of the Disney family thanks to his voice work in the Cars film franchise in which he portrayed lead character Lightning McQueen. Now, Loki will mark Wilson's first gig as a TV regular, having previously made guest appearances on shows like Documentary Now, Tale from the Radiator Spring, and King of the Hill. The project is one of several limited series based on MCU's characters heading to the Disney streaming service. Producers are also developing Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Soldier with uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, and WandaVision starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. Marvel Studios boss uh, Kevin uh, Feige will serve as executive producer on all TV spinoffs. And uh, Billy Porter has sparked a controversy with his upcoming appearance on Sesame Street. An LGBTQ activist, the actor has broken barriers with his gender-fluid fashion, and that apparently is the message that the show is going to deliver to children with his guest stunt. Teasing the forthcoming season 51, the show official Instagram page posts a photo of the Poe star sporting his black velvet tuxedo gown that he wore to the 2019 Academy Awards. And um, the photo has since received mixed responses from social media users, with some feeling conflicted about the show introducing the concept of gender fluidity to kids. Uh, one person argued, saying, quote, I'm not against it, but I'm not for it either. Uh, one par- uh, parent said, it's the parent's responsibility to teach your children that love come in all shapes, size, colors, and it doesn't matter what you wear. If they're teaching them something important, why should it matter? What they have on or who they love, it doesn't matter. It's love. Another agreed with the first user and wrote, quote, this is not okay. Him wearing this is a ch- is his choice. And, yes, that is okay. However, you need to leave subject like this alone and allow the parents to educate their own children when they feel the time is right. Another user added, quote, so sad to see this on Sesame Street. This is not what we grow- grew up on. This is not about acceptance or love. This is trying to force someone's lifestyle onto our children, and this is confusing and dangerous, unquote. Some parents have made it clear that they won't let their kids watch the show because of this. There were also some people who completely supported the show's decision to teach kids about embracing diversity by featuring Billy in a dress. Billy and Sesame Street has not reacted to the debate regarding his upcoming appearance on the children's TV series. And Terry Crews has backtracked on his controversial comments. Days after comment, uh, coming under fire for refusing to stand up for Gabrielle Union amid the drama surrounding her firing from America Got Talent, the actor took to Twitter on Friday, January 31st, to issue an apology to the actress and other black women who were hurt by his comments. He started off by recalling something that he once told Kevin Hart before admitting he needed to do the same thing. And this is what he said on the app. He said, quote, I told Kevin Hart a while ago he needed to acknowledge the pain of other people. Right now I have to do the same thing. I want to apologize for the comments I made. I realize there are a lot of black women hurt and let down by what I said and also by what I didn't say, unquote. Terry went on to assure that he support black women before once again apologizing for what he did. He said, "Quote: I spoke from my own personal point of of what out." He said, "I spoke from my own personal point of without first taking into consideration someone else's experience." The Brooklyn Nine Nine star also admitted he deserved all the backlash he has been receiving and hoped that he can amend any pain he has caused to those who were hurt by his words. Lastly, he directly mentioned Gabrielle to let her know that it was never his intention to invalidate her 
experienced by what that is what he did. He apologized. He said he uh he said, quote, you have been through a lot in this business, and with that I empathize with the struggle towards fairness and equality in the workplace. Calling the Bring It On Star a role model to the entire black community, Terry also concluded that it's his desire to be professionally neutral as a co-worker, and he said he should have had the very least understood where she needed the support. Terry first sparked outrage when he addressed Gabrielle Exit on the third hour of today, opting out from defending the 47-year-old star despite her support for him when he opened up about his sexual assault ordeal in the past. The backlash only got worse when he tweeted, There's only one woman, one earth I have to please. Her name is Rebecca. Not my mother, my sister, my daughters, or co-workers. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, partners take care of them. Rebecca gives me wings. Right now we have uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be right back with the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Camilla Cabello and Cardi B in South of the Border. 
Right now we have 11 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Billie Eilish might need to think twice before making a comment now. Uh, The Grammy winner has landed in hot water over a comment she made in her recent interview with Vogue that rubbed a lot of people, especially hip-hop fans and musicians, the wrong way. Talking about the music industry during her interview, Billie claimed that many rappers are not keeping it real and are fabricating stories in their songs. She said, uh, just because the story isn't real doesn't mean it can't be important. There's a difference between lying in the song and writing a story. There are tons of songs where people are just lying. The bad guy hitmaker went on to point out that there's a lot of that in rap right now from people that I know who rap. It's like, quote, I got my AK-47 and I'm effing and I'm like, what? You go, you don't have a gun and all my bitches and I'm like, which bitches? That's posturing and that's what, not what I'm doing. Unquote. Her comments soon sparked backlash, with one accusing her of appropriating black culture. Um, this is what uh, Millie, um, this is what somebody said. They said Billie Eilish appropriated black culture, then dragged black music just music just like Miley Cyrus did. But y'all don't keep the same energy. If you cancel one, gotta cancel both. Meanwhile, another person uh, went in and said. Anyone that agrees with Billie Eilish on what she said about rap and hip-hop to stay away from her, adding, you are the feds. Someone pointed that the most overrated generic artist in the world shouldn't have have an opinion about hip-hop. While another person said that turning to 17-year-old white girls to determine what's authentic in this culture, that's what we're doing now. A different person accused her of hypocrisy. They said, ain't she admit that she doesn't live any of those problems she's singing about, though? And one individual told Billy to mind your business. Billy has yet to respond to the backlash. And uh, sad news um, for music fans and fans of Brian McKnight. But, you know, when with this bad news, there's good news to it. Um, Brian McKnight is getting ready to release his Kobe Bryant tribute on what could be his final album. The Soul Man wrote, Can't say goodbye as a poignant nod to the basketball ace who lost his life in a helicopter crash last month. And Brian tells TMZ the track will make the list for his new album, which looks to set to set to be his last. McKnight uh, uh, told the outlet he can't remember writing the song, revealing that the lyrics just poured out of him, and he loved to perform the song at Kobe's memorial service if he is asked. And K-pop stars GOT7 has scrapped three upcoming com- concerts in Thailand and Singapore over health concerns as the coronavirus outbreak continued to spread worldwide. The South Korean band has been due to take its Keeping Spinning World Tour to Bangkok on February 15 and 16, but event organizers at Fornanog have since announced that the date has been pulled, citing coronavirus proliferation, proliferation concerns. Another gig in Singapore booked for February 22nd was also canceled due to the same reason. The news emerged days after fears over the coronavirus prompt managers for a super junior to pull the plug on a pair of promotional shows near Seoul in South Korea on Tuesday to support the boy band's new album. Meanwhile, K-pop stars twice have asked a trip to Tokyo, Japan for a fan meet and greet as have singer um, Kang Sung-hoon and Kim Woo-seok. Uh, uh, Sok? Uh, I'm not, I hope I'm not. I'm pro- probably mispronouncing this. But uh, they ditched plans gathering in, uh, well, he ditched plans uh, gathering in his native of South Korea. Now, the coronavirus originated in Wuhan, China, where more than 300 people had died since its discovery in late December, while confirmed cases have seen been reported in over 20 other countries, including the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, France, Germany, and Japan. And country star Miranda Lambert has apologized to fans for having to postpone a pair of weekend tour days after losing her voice. The Vice Singer has been due to perform in Salt Lake City, Utah on Friday, January 31st, but took the Instagram earlier in the day to reveal she would no longer be taking the stage. Lambert was then forced to also scrap plans to play Denver, Colorado on Saturday as her illness still lingered. The gig has since been rebooted for February 25th and March 2nd, respectively. It's not yet known if any further tour dates will be affected by her ailment, but Lambert will 
have a few more days to rest before she's next due on stage in Kansas City, Missouri on Thursday. And Lewis Tomlinson, uh, he channeled the heartache of his family tragedy into the songwriting process for his debut solo album, Walls, to turn the negative experience into something good. The One Direction star was left devastated in March of 2019 when his 18-year-old sister died from an accidental drug overdose just over two years after losing his mother to leukemia in December of 2016. Now, Tomlinson, who has already paid tribute to his mom on the touching single Two of Us last year, has since assured fan he is in a good place emotionally, and part of his healing process involves using his cre- creativity as a form of therapy. Tomlinson is the last member of One Direction to drop a solo album following the boys' band hiatus in early 2016, but the singer admits he needs to take his time to find his own sound. And get this. I didn't know Miss Thing was a little freaky dicky. <laughs> I'm talking about veteran actress Ray Dawn Chong. Well, she had made a shocking confession about her relationship with Mick Jagger. That's right. The now 58-year-old actress who is best known for her role in the 1985 action film Commando has admitted to have had sex with the rocker when she was just 15. She accidentally blurted out the news while discussing her career during the taping of a forthcoming broadcast from The Hollywood Reporter. Ray, who is the daughter of pop comedian Tommy Chong, says she slept with a Rosestone Stone frontman after meeting him at a friend place and described their night together as, quote, fabulous. Ray later clarified in an interview with the Daily Mail that their sexual encounter was consensual and that Jagger was unaware of her age at the time. Now, this is what she said. She said, quote, he never asked me how old I was, and I never told him. It never came up. I remember thinking he was really cute. He had tousled hair. I thought, oh, man, he is beautiful, insisting that Mick was to blame for their little, little fling. She said he did nothing wrong. Now, she said that um, she she. She um, said that she didn't make she he didn't make she according to this story he didn't make her do anything that she didn't want to okay and and this is going back she she continued this while making a reference to the Me Too moment she said it was 1970s a different era I wasn't a victim I don't want him to get in trouble about this it wasn't traumatizing I knew what I was doing I wasn't an innocent schoolgirl I always acted a lot older than I was. I was a grown-up at 15. Now, Ray, who also starred in The Color of Purple, explained she only spoke about it now because she let it slip during the Hollywood Reporter interview. And this, she said she feels incredibly bad about it. She said that um, she has such a big mouth, and she said that her family and friends knew about it, but it was not something they had to ever dine out on. And she also said he, that Mick Jagger, Jagger is probably going to lose his lose it because he didn't know she was a minor. So she said he's probably going to be mad at her. Wow. Just when you thought you knew. And Kobe Bryant's body has been recovered by medical examiners from the uh, helicopter crash on Tuesday, January 28th. A new report stated that among remains of all nine people who died in the helicopter I'm excuse, sorry, died in the helicopter crash near Los Angeles, one has been identified as the late NBA legend, though it wasn't an easy process. It was revealed that Kobe's body was burned beyond recognition. And to identify him, they used fingerprints. He wasn't the only one being identified using fingerprints, though. As the report said, there were three others that were identified in the same manner. His sudden death was understandably a huge shock to Kobe's wife, Vanessa Bryant, who recently broke her silence on the tragic death of her husband and their daughter, Gianna. The mother of four posted on her Instagram page a picture of her, Kobe, and their four daughters smiling during one of their happy days, along with a lengthy message addressing the devastating loss. Vanessa began by thanking the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time, and she said she thanked everyone for their prayers 
We definitely need them. She also asked respect and privacy as they navigate this new reality. She then urged fans and followers to help the other families affected by this tragedy by donating to the Mamba on 3 Fund on MambaOn3.org. She concluded the statement with, quote, Thank you so much for lifting up in us in prayers and for loving Kobe, Gigi, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, and me. And she added the hashtag Mamba, hashtag Mamacita, hashtag Girls Dad, hashtag Daddy Girls, hashtag Family. And the body of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, um, it has been reportedly been released to the family. And according to Us Weekly, the remains were released by the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office on Sunday ahead of a funeral expected to take place in the coming weeks. And now the news come after, again, Kobe and Gianna, who were two of the nine people killed when the helicopter crashed, and they were remembered in various ways at the Super Bowl 54 on Sunday. Um Ahead of the Kansas City Chief and the San Francisco 49ers taken to the film, they lined up on the 24-yard line at the Miami Hard Rock Stadium where a nod to Kobe number 24 baseball jersey and held a moment of silence for all the victims of the crash. And the images came across as well as Hall of Famer Chris Dolman, who died last week. So he was shown on the big screen as the crowd fell silent. And also Jennifer Lopez and Shakira also paid tribute to Kobe during their halftime show as well. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.